Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everyone. It's Ashley with Seeking Witchcraft. Hope you guys are all doing great in quarantine. Hope everybody's settling in okay. I know I definitely have been home for a little over a month and... You know, I'm happy I have the cats to talk to. (laughs) And I'm happy that I I have everybody I can interact with online as well. Um, But yeah, so I hope everybody is doing well and staying safe. So anyway, (laughs) today is about astrology basics. And today's episode is actually formatted a little bit differently than what my normal episodes are like. What I mean by that is that I had a co-host come on named Tiana. And Tiana really kind of took the wheels Uh, and really gave the information for this episode. So I personally don't know a lot about astrology at all. (laughs) And that's why it's taken so long for there to even be an astrology episode for this podcast. So Tiana, you know, she knows a lot about astrology. So I was like, hey, you want to come on? And she was like, oh, yeah. So super happy about that. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, so you're going to hear from her as she goes through just um, the first episode is going to be about super basic things. So we're going to go or she goes through um, the different zodiac signs and their correspondences and some sun and moon type things and ascendant type things. And what I think is one of the fun things about this episode for myself personally is that because I don't know a lot about astrology, I was actually learning as she was, you know, talking. (laughs) So I thought that was really awesome. I really enjoyed that. But yeah, so I'm about to play the episode shortly. I do want to say two things. One is that there is going to be a part two of this astrology. I I guess you can call it trilogy or whatever, because there is then a part three. (laughs) So part two talks a little bit more in depth about astrology than what we talked about today or what this episode is going to talk about. And then part three, we're going to record sometime soon in the future. And that's going to be about using astrology and witchcraft. So that's going to be a really fun episode. But yeah, so before we begin, as always, I'm going to play a short little ad. And then I also want to give a super special shout out to my Patreon supporters in the Witchling group. So thank you guys so much. So if you're wondering what I'm talking about, very short. I I did create a Patreon, as I mentioned before. Uh, At first, I was kind of against the idea. I felt bad, you know, having something like that. But people were giving me support through my Anchor platform. And first off, it's 100% appreciated. Oh my gosh, guys, like, (laughs) that is so incredibly kind of everybody who felt compelled to do that. I really, really appreciate it. Um, Because it all does go back into the podcast. But I felt bad with the anchor support that I was having to get on this podcast and ask people to please give me their contact information so I can personally reach out and say, oh my gosh, thank you. (laughs) So with Patreon, I was able, by creating that, I was able to get people's actual information so I can personally reach out to everybody who supports. And it's also given me a platform to be able to give back to listeners as well. So again, super special shout out to the Witchling group on Patreon. You guys are really, really awesome. And I really appreciate all the support. So, all right. With that, 
We're going to go ahead and get started in just a moment, and I will speak with you all very, very soon. Stay safe. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Seeking Witchcraft. This is Ashley, and today we're going to do an episode all about astrology. And I'm super excited to have a lovely co-host on with me because as I've told people in the past, unfortunately, I don't really know much about astrology. (laughs) Um, I know it's probably very stereotypical that like people who are witches tend to know a lot about that topic, but I really don't. So luckily I found somebody who does. And if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, that'd be awesome. Hello, my name is Tiana and I'm a first degree gardenarian witch. And I love all things astrology, tarot, witchcraft, you know, the deal. And I also have a clean beauty blog and YouTube channel that I do in my spare time. Um, And I'll link those below. And I just started a funny podcast about life with a friend that I could link below. Um, I don't really know that. I never know what to say about myself. So I guess that's it for now. (laughs) All right. Well, here's a very important question. What is your astrological sign? Taurus. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. For people wondering, my sign is a, um, a Pisces, but I'm on a cusp, but that's something that Tiana will talk about a little bit later with cusp because I actually was asking her about that. We had a whole long discussion <laughs> about yeah. what, what that actually entails. So, okay. <laughs> um, today we're going to go over just like some really basic things. Um, we may have a part two. But for today, we're just going to talk about, um, we're, well, Tiana, really, is going to take the reins for this show. Uh, she's going to go through just each sign, you know, talk, and she's going to talk about, like, the general characteristics of it and the elemental correspondence. And then if there's time, maybe cover the difference with, like, the plants in the chart. We'll see. Um, one of the cool things about this episode is, as I mentioned, I really don't know anything about astrology. To be honest, if you ask me to name off all the astrological signs or whatever I'd probably get it it might take me a little bit of time but I might get it (laughs) (laughs) maybe I might not Um, so it's kind of like the roles are flipped here like I'm super beginner and so I'm also going to be learning as we go through this podcast so I'm excited for that so yeah so Tiana you all ready yeah I guess so (laughs) cool so um, do you want to go through and talk about just like um, go through a quick introduction or explanation of all the signs? Sure. So um, I'm not going to list the dates because people, they, the birthday date specifically will vary by a day or so, depending on what website you look at. Um, okay. So the first sign in the Zodiac is Aries. Aries is a fire sign. They're known for being very lively, for being good at like having that quick, spontaneous energy to kick things off they're very good initiators um again they're a fire sign fire signs are known for being very passionate energetic um they can very easily start things but they're not good at finishing things all the time depending on what you see in their chart and we'll talk about that later um taurus taurus is very stable they're an earth sign they're known for their reliability for being stubborn stuck in their ways you can see a million memes about how they love to eat but the reality is they just love aesthetics and creature comforts um taurians will like when they're scared or uncomfortable, they want to reach for that comfort. And for depending on what their chart looks like, uh, different Tauruses will reach for different things. Um, okay, so Gemini. Gemini are known as the twins. A lot of people associate them with lying, but they're actually more often than not just have two sides to them or multi-sides, right? Like they're a multifaceted sign. They're ruled by the sign of Mercury. 
um, which is a sign of communication. And so they are air signs. They're very quick of energy with ideas and inspiration. They often have their hand in like multiple things. This might be like the friend you have that has like several jobs. They have like several interests or a million hobbies and they're good at all of them. Um, then you have cancer. Cancer is a water sign and their symbol is the crab. Um, and they're ruled by the moon and the moon rules emotions. So like cancer is just like the epitome of the emotional water sign. They're very, very deep. Um, and they often get the like the meme of like the nurturing mom sign. But the reality is that they actually just have very deep emotions. They're very nurturing. Um, they're very caring about their friends. But the other side of cancer is that they're actually very ambitious. Um, and you see a lot of cancers too, uh, like famous celebrity cancers who are like super girl boss type of women, even though they have that nurturing cancer sign. And again, it matters all, so much matters of what is in their natal chart more than their sun sign. And again, we'll talk about that and it'll all become clear. Um, so then we have Leo. Leo is a fire sign and they are basically the lion of the Zodiac. And they're, they're known for their pride they're definitely prideful. They love to be in the spotlight. Like they're very limelight. A lot of Leos are famous um, or they're a lot of famous people have the sun sign Leo or Leo very strongly in their chart. And um, really what they're known for is leadership. They shine best when they're in a leadership role and they can lead people in the most authentic way. That's when Leos do the best is when they're in a leadership position. Um, and they're also like family people too, but we'll get into that again. It matters what's in your chart. I'm going to keep saying that because people think that everything is about the sun sign, but the reality is that everything is about what your chart looks like and not what your sun sign is. You might even find that you don't identify with your sun sign and you identify with your moon sign or your ascendant. Okay, so moving on. So then there's Virgo. Virgo is another earth sign and they are another sign that's ruled by Mercury. They're a detail-oriented analytical sign they have the same sort of characteristics of earth signs where they're reliable and they're stable and steadfast but they are very detail analytical signs a lot of memes associate them with like being the nitpicky ones the ones that want to fix everybody and they they can have those characteristics but more often than not they just like to focus on the finer details and they want things to be perfect right so virgo it's is the virgin archetype and so they are these like selfless server people and they're also self-reliant. Um, so they can do everything on their own. That's why they like to help other people to be, you know, trying to achieve that perfection. Um, but yeah, again, very detail-oriented sign. Then we move on to Libra. Libra is the scale and they, they're an air sign and their entire MO is to achieve harmony and balance. A lot of Libras get shit for like being people pleasers or pushovers or not saying what they want because they want to achieve peace. Um, and that might be true for some Librans. But more often than not, they're very creative people. They love art and they have that aesthetic um, sort of love of the arts, right? The love of those creature comforts, kind of like Taurus, but less in a, in a, um, in a, I guess, like, in a, less in a tactile way, right? Like more in like they appreciate the arts. They can look at things and intellectually appreciate them. And they just have that appreciation for beauty and the arts and again, harmony. Um, okay, so then we're moving on to Scorpio, everybody's favorite sign. I feel like everyone is always curious about Scorpio. Scorpio is a mysterious water sign. 
And obviously Scorpio is the scorpion, right? So like very deep intellectual people. Um, they're very associated with like the occult and secrets and mystery. Um, but they are, again, they're very deep emotional people and they definitely have, the, they're like known for having the trust issues and, and for not being able to trust people because they're fear of betrayal. Again, it matters what's in your chart, not your sun sign. Because you might meet a Scorpio and be like, oh, I had no idea you were a Scorpio because their moon sign something totally different. Okay, so moving on. Then we have Sagittarius. Sagittarius is the archer. Um, they are a fire sign. And we're later in the Zodiac. And if you can kind of create a parallel between tarot and Zodiac, tarot tells the story of hero's journey, right? Zodiac kind of does the same thing. So where Aries is the first sign, they're the youngest sign. And as we go further down, the signs get older and more mature. So keep that in mind. So Sagittarius, again, a fire sign. They are the archer. So they're very good at looking at things in the distance, pulling that arrow back and aiming for what they want and hitting it straight on. They also are like the explorers of the Zodiac. They are known for like their love of travel and exploring and their truth seeking. Really, they just want to explore and expand and grow because they're ruled by the sign of Jupiter, which is all about expansion and good luck and optimism. And so a lot of people with heavy Sagittarius in their chart, you might find that they love to travel, that they love learning new things. They want to learn everything about everything and they want to explore the world because they have this love for the world. Okay, so moving on, then you have Capricorn. Capricorn is another Earth sign. Capricorn is ruled by Saturn, which is like the planet of restriction and structures and tradition. And so Capricorns are known for like, they only trust what they've experienced. And so they aren't risk takers, typically, depending on what's in their chart, again, but they're like the CEOs, like you'll find a lot of Capricorns are like the CEOs of big business, they're politicians, they're presidents, oh my gosh, so many presidents have Capricorn heavily in their chart or their Capricorn sun and moon or something like that. They are always want to be in that leadership position. They love power. But a Capricorn that's not like become a villain of themselves is someone who has that power and uses it for good, maybe in a humanitarian sort of position. Okay, so then we have Aquarius, right? Aquarius, even though they're known as the water bearer and people get this wrong, they're not a water sign, they're an air sign. And Aquarians are similar to Sagittarians because Aquarians are the humanitarian sign. They're all about that expansion, but less so than Sagittarian. Sagittarian is fire sign, right? So they're very passionate. Aquarians are air signs. So they always get that meme about being the alien, the one that can't relate to people. But the thing is, it's not that they're not emotional, not that they don't care about people. Um, but more often than not, they're humanitarians in the sense that they want to help people at large, but they often struggle to relate to them because, again, they're an air sign. They're in the air. They, they don't know how to be necessarily in their feelings all the time, depending on what's in their chart. And so they might not emotionally relate, but they definitely have that compassion for the planet and they want to do good things. Um, so the final sign in the zodiac is Pisces. Pisces is a water sign. They're known for their imagination. They're very creative um, people. They always want to create art and beauty. They believe the best in other people a lot of times, or they have like major trust issues and, and want to believe the best in people, but don't trust themselves to trust others. Well, but we'll get into that. It's like a natal chart thing. Um, and they definitely have that creative expansion. They have the biggest imagination because they're ruled by Neptune, the, uh, which is the planet of inspiration and uh, 
you know, creativity and also uh, illusions and dreams. So, okay, so that's a quick breakdown. I don't want to get too into it, but. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so that was a ton of information. Thank you so much. I have a million questions for you. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, good. <laughs> okay. So, oh gosh, where do I begin? So you, let's see. Let me, okay. So let me start with the cusp because the other ones can kind of work its way <laughs> after that. So you had a of whole course. opinion about cusp. So can you explain like what that is to somebody who doesn't know and like what your view is on them? Sure. So, okay. Before I got into astrology, I was super obsessed with cusp because uh, as I was telling you before we uh, started the podcast episode, that um, I'm born basically right on the cusp of Aries. I'm also a cusp, so by I the way. To... Fun fact. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Okay. So I, I would read both sun sign horoscopes when I was a kid because I'd be like, I don't identify with this Taurus. Maybe I'll identify with the Aries. Uh, and I would read both. And so uh, you might find so many astrologers get so heated about this cusp uh, controversy. Some don't believe in cusps at all. And you'll find once we talk about natal charts that they don't matter as much as you think they do um, because you're relying only on sun sign info. And when we talk about how to read your natal chart and the different areas, it'll become very evident of why it doesn't matter. So a cusp basically is if you're on the line of one sign to another. So again, like me, I'm barely a Taurus, zero degrees. Um, So right on the cusp of Aries and Taurus. And you might see that you have the same thing or you might see that you're like 45 degrees into whatever sign you're in and then you'd be like full on into that sign um but there are also these things called decans decans are the three sort of separations in a sign so there are three decans in each sign so you might be in the first decan if you're like in the first part of um the date uh the dates what is it called like um you know uh like from April 20th to May 21st, I think is Taurus, right? So we'll just go with that. So if if you're April 20th to April 25th or April 30th, you might be in the first decan. And then April 30th to May 10th, you might be in the second. I'm just spitballing here. Uh, And then May 10th (laughs) to May 20th, you might be in the third decan. And each sign has that sort of separation into thirds. And so when you have that, if you're in the first decan, you might find that you have all these Aries sort of overarching aspects in your chart that show up in the houses or show up in your in each planet right so you you're gonna you might have like mercury in aries or something instead of in taurus even though you're a sun taurus so you have aries influencing your chart and even though again you're a taurus if you're in the the second decan of the sign most likely you're going to be the one that really identifies with your sun sign because you have that sun just influencing your natal chart very strongly if you're in the third decan of your sign, then you're going to find that the following sign, so like if you're a Taurus, then it will be Gemini. You're going to find that Gemini influences your chart a lot more heavily, or it's a split between Taurus and Gemini, depending on where you land um, in April, May, you know, for that sign. Okay. Um, so I'm trying to think like the next question I want to ask you, because I have a whole list of them <laughs> that, that no I came up with as you were talking and going through the elements. I want to ask you about the moon versus sun sign. But before that, I want to ask you one other thing, because I feel like you'll get lost if we go from moon versus sun. (laughs) So you had mentioned um, the zodiac. So you said, for example, like Pisces is the last one in the zodiac. Do you know exactly like why that's the case? Like why they follow that specific order? Uh, Oh, I'm okay. So there, 
there is a whole set of mythologies. Um, and there are professional astrologers that I urge you to go look up on YouTube that will tell you the story of your archetype. And there, there's a whole range of, of the mythology for each sign, right? So like the, um, the sign of Taurus, I'm just going with Taurus because that's my sign. That's the one I know the most about. But um, Taurus is the story of the Minotaur, which is the, the cow sort of creature. <laughs> and it was like this person that was cursed and uh, sent to be with the Minotaur, who's this monster. And sort of the story, the mythology of this tells the story of Taurus. And there are astrologers that will, again, tell these stories to you and they'll explain why it relates to your sun sign or whatever sign you're looking at, if you're looking at your moon or rising uh, signs as well. You can listen to these mythological stories. Um, I believe it's Greek mythology that it goes back to, um, but it might be Roman because they they always kind of like overlap. But um, basically, those stories tell the story of the zodiac signs, and they tell them in a certain order. And so I forget why the the signs are in that order, like why Pisces is more mature than Aries. Um, but I do know that, like in terms of characteristics. Aries is always like more immature, right? Like they're the ones that they're fiery, but they, you know, they know how to kick off and initiate. They're known as the initiator. And then when you get to Taurus, we're the manifestors, right? So uh, Aries is really good at kickstarting something and jumpstarting it and like, you know, kicking off from the ground and really making that first effort that putting that fiery energy into it. And Taurus can keep it going forever and bring it into the physical, right? Because we're all about the physical world because we're the earth sign and they're a fire sign. So they bring the energy and we bring it into the real world. And then you hit um, Gemini, right? Gemini is an Aries sign and they might intellectualize it and share it with the world, right? Like they can put it into all these other different categories and share it with the world and just be completely intellectual about it. Cause that's what air signs are known for is the intellectual. Um, and that's how it kind of relates to tarot too. If you're familiar with tarot, then you know that when you're when you're looking at uh you know the swords swords are air and they're all about the intellect oh my goodness <laughs> and then when you're when you're going into right when you're going into the wands the minor arcana it's all about fire and when you're going into pentacles all about earth and they always talk about those those minor arcana will be either about you know you're kicking off a new project if you got wands right this is you putting energy towards something. If you have pentacles, well, that's earth, right? You're manifesting something. And if you got swords, you're fucking overthinking something <laughs> or you're, you know, or you're seeking a truth or something, or you're in your head, you know, with anxiety. So that, that sort of relates to tarot in, in that way. And once you get familiar with astrology, you can kind of, you know, make those connections. Yeah. There is so much for me to learn about astrology. I was telling Tiana the other day, I was just like, oh, you know, I thought, like, Scorpio would be an Earth sign because, like, it's a scorpion. Like, why are they water? Or, like, whatever they are. And then I said this to somebody else the other day. I was like, oh, Aries is an air? But, like, it has the word air in it. <laughs> like, it sounds like, like, what do you mean it's fire? Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm very much not a very knowledgeable person when it comes to astrology. Like, I am, like, beginner 101 with this. Okay. (laughs) So do you want to talk about the moon sign versus the sun sign? Like, so I know for my, myself, like I have a different moon and sun. So it's like, well, why would they say that I'm a Pisces when I'm really like, I don't know, an Aquarius or something like, like how, 
which one should I read from? Like, why does it matter? Like, is there different aspects from like your moon and your sun that like you have in your life? Like, how does that all work? Okay. Okay. So let's, let's not just talk about sun and moon, if that's okay. Can we talk about sun, moon, and ascendance? Those are the three most important aspects of a person's chart. Um, They're the strongest. Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. Okay. So your ascendant is the sign that was on the horizon at the time of your birth, at the peak horizon, right? Like at the top point, that's the ascendant. And when you were born, you know that your sun sign is the sign that the sun was in when you were born. And your moon sign is the sign that the moon was in when you were born. So how does this relate to you? Okay, so your ascendant is something that people will say is your personality. It's the public persona that you give off to other people. So it's like what what I show to the world. My ascendant's Sagittarius. So when people meet me, they might be not thinking that I'm a a Taurus. They might think, wow, she comes off like with really Sagittarian energy, really, you know, fiery and friendly, optimistic. Maybe that's the thing they see about me. And it's because my ascendant, my rising sign is Sagittarius. So that's what people see about you. And that's why like a lot of videos are kind of bullshit when they say like, oh, this person guesses their zodiac sign. It's like, which one really? Because there's so many aspects to it, but I digress. Okay, so ascendant can also denote like what you look like, your physical characteristics, your health, like can kind of go into what, um, like what body part you might need to focus more on, but that also goes into your chart. So let's not get bogged down. I'm super curious on that. Like, so wouldn't that mean though, that everybody who is ascendant with a certain astrological type, they would all like have a similar body type or like appearance or something. Some, yeah, sometimes like for Sagittarian ascendant, right? Like they might have big hips because the ruling uh, each Zodiac sign rules a part of the body. And so um, for Sagittarians, they rule the hip thigh area. And so Sagittarians, whether they're sun with a really strong aspect of Sagittarius in their chart, or if they're an ascendant, um, might have like big hips or like a really curvaceous hourglass figure. Yeah. Aries rules the head. Taurus rules the throat. Um, Gemini rules. God, I can never remember these guys, but you can look it up. I think it's like the lungs. (laughs) but each body part is ruled by a different sign and you might find that you struggle in this area like I'm a Taurus right so for me um, I actually find that like I'm really prone to coughs and so I take care of that extra because I know that I'm prone to coughs and also there's there's a lot of people like if you're an ascendant or sun moon sun moon or ascendant in a certain sign you might have that sign's gift right like so you might find that you're a Taurus sun or you're a Taurus rising or a Taurus moon and so you have a gift of singing because we rule the throat oh wow that's so interesting I've never heard of that before and now I am like incredibly Mm -hmm. curious as to what mine is (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. I'll give you some books and videos to go look at uh it's really according to co-star my Sunday is in Libra so oh god no what does that mean (laughs) oh I just like to freak people out about their signs okay and that that's the other that's the other important thing to realize about um your chart is that 
you're going to have really great strengths in certain areas and you're going to have weaknesses. Okay. But everyone has it. Everyone has really great strengths and really great weaknesses. It's so rare that you find somebody that just has like this perfect fucking chart and they're just gifted, you know, gifted, blessed by the <laughs> gods. Like it's just not going to happen. Right. You're going to have your shortcomings and your strengths and weaknesses, just like everybody else. So don't get bogged down and like, oh, I have the shit sign. I'm a Gemini. <laughs> like, okay, but what else is in your chart? All right. So just, just to continue on over uh, the sun, moon rising before I get off completely off derailed. <laughs> um, so, so your ascendant is your appearance. And it's also, again, your public face, like what people see about you. It might not be what's inside it, or it might be partially like just a part of your personality, right? But the more surface part, the part that people see, right? Because it's the horizon. It's the immediate thing that people see first. And so that is what you project out to the world. So then you have your sun. Your sun is like the truth of who you are and where you're like shining the brightest. Um, and that might not be in all areas because again, it depends on what's in the other areas of your chart on how it affects different areas of your life. But the sun is like the truth of you, right? Like the the authentic you inside if nothing if there were no baggage and no no other aspects accenting your chart this is who you are at heart um and then there's the moon the moon is your emotions and your emotional state and who you are inside kind of the stuff you don't show to other people right and it might even influence um you, uh, the moon represents your mother so it, a lot of times it's like it could represent how your mother was to you or how you saw your mother right so like for example if you had uh if you have a gemini moon and gemini represents how you see your mother then your mother might have been really sociable she might have been uh talking and doing a million things and all over the place she might not have been in your life as much or she might have been uh, she might have been able to teach you random facts about everything because she just knew all of these facts about things. She might have been able to, um, you know, have multiple jobs at once. It, it really depends, obviously. But um, that's just like an example of what that could mean for your chart. And so because you saw your mother that way, this is how a lot of astrologers will explain your moon sign. Um, that's how you relate in your emotions in a Gemini way. Okay. So I don't know, maybe it's just me. Like I, I look, so I have that co-star app because I got pressured into downloading it. So I did. God, I hate okay. That well app. then you might have a very good thing from what I was asked you. So like on my co-star app. So, so my chart is like my sun's in Pisces, my moon is in Aquarius and my ascendant is in Libra. So reading my son in Pisces co-star says that like, you're super dreamy. You're like in your own world and you know, you're kind of like, very creative and emotional and this and that. So that's my son. But then my moon is like, Nafam, you're super observant. You're super rational. Like you're like, you're not anything like that. So I'm just like, well, these are two completely opposite things. So like, it's like, well, I don't know, like, <laughs> which one to go for? Like, I, I wouldn't consider myself a super like dreamy off my own world type of person. So but then mm -hmm. I think you said like the sun is like how um, like your identity. So I'm just like, well, I don't really identify with that. <laughs> so I'm just like, I don't that, So then I have this whole thing with like astrology where I'm just like, oh, my gosh, like, I, I don't know where to go from here. Like, if I don't necessarily agree with my chart, like, how do I go with the rest of the astrology world? And I think that's what stopped me from like, when I was younger, I never got super into it, because I would read, you know, back then, it was just like the shit off the back of the magazines, you know, like, oh, 
yeah, yeah, yeah Cosmo. Like Cosmo. Yeah, like, God, not even Cosmo. Like seventeen. <laughs> like, but I wasn't even like, yeah, like back. Oh then. yeah. Um. Now I'm a little bit older. You know, I'm more involved with witchcraft, which does reference ast- astrology. You know, it does. Um. So I am trying to learn more about it, but it's like I I'm trying to get past this block where it's like I don't necessarily agree with the, what's in my chart. So like, how do I get past that? Or like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just not recognizing these traits in myself. Okay, so I'm going to assume you haven't actually read your chart because you let CoStar read your chart. And you're sort of relying <laughs> you're relying on CoStar's algorithm or, or whoever does Absolutely. these write-ups, yep, right? You're to, right. Uh, to formulate how you read your own chart. And I encourage every person, if you have an interest in astrology, at the very least, look up videos on each aspect of your chart. You can get your chart calculated. Um, I really like cafeastrology.com you just go to their birth chart um, area and then you input your, as long as you know the the day you were born, the time you were born and where you were born. And you can get those off your like birth certificate or by asking your mom. Uh, And then you can figure out um, what your sun, moon, rising are and all the different placements. And if you don't understand, um, I like that Cafe Astrology will give you these really easy to read charts so you can see Mercury and look to the right and see what sign your Mercury is in. You might not understand what that means, but you could YouTube Mercury in Cancer on YouTube. And there are people who have made videos on this shit. And then they have another chart, which is Roman numerals. It's all 12 of your houses, right? And your 12 houses are ruled by the different zodiac signs. Um, and so you can, uh, or sorry, not ruled by the different zodiac signs, but ruled by different areas of life. I think they are actually ruled by different zodiac signs. Yeah, they are. Um, but, uh, yeah, they'll tell you like, if you have Pisces in the first house, how that affects you. If you have Pisces in the second house, second house is all about, uh, you know, people's priorities or problems and like siblings and stuff. I'm not very good at houses, but Uh, it'll tell you what it rules and if it's in that sign you're going to act like that sign in that house you're going to approach that area of life like that sign so that's why it's important to know your chart even if you don't understand you're not a professional astrologer you can look to these videos these professional astrologers have made help yourself out and it will help you understand yourself better now sun moon and rising and sun moon and rising are always going to be the most important strong influencers in a person's chart but there are these minor influencers right that'll kind of help you into how you communicate how you are in friendships and relationships how you fight with people um how you love people how you uh appear to others in a relationship what your relationship compatibility is with others because it's not sun sign all the time most of the time it's venus and moon that um will actually be stronger indicators of whether someone's compatible with you um and then there's these outliers that are like you know what's your neptune and your saturn in you know how do you learn best do you learn best with structure do you hate structure because you have fucking sagittarius and saturn you know, like, do you trying to be a Sagittarian, not have boundaries, not have structure? Or do you do well with structure, but only when you can expand? You know, like, it, there are all these different aspects to your chart. So you plugging your numbers in and not seeing what your chart actually is and just giving the information to someone else. I mean, yes, it makes it easier on you because it just sort of gives you an answer, but it doesn't really explain why. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I know a bunch of people who use the CoStar app um but I mean it does make sense of like it's gonna you know they only have so many paragraphs I guess that they write per astrological sign so it's bound to repeat over time um yeah right and the thing the thing about CoStar too is it's sort of like the new 
the like the modern day Cosmo to me. Yeah, you put in your son, you know, you're not your son, your your birthday, your time and your location. So they actually do calculate your natal chart. Um, but the problem is they make it so complicated. I don't like how they lay out uh, your chart for you. It makes it extra complicated to look at and even harder for a person to figure out what the hell they're looking at, um, probably because they want you to rely on their app, <laughs> you know, but um, it, it's easy for the person that just wants to wake up in the morning and have like a little blurb of what the fuck their day is going to be like, or they like the catty pithy one-liners you get where it's like don't go to the store <laughs> ho you know what I mean like that's like the kind of shit yeah. they give people and um so if you're trying to really understand astrology and understand your chart it's not I was always curious like you know why okay it says like oh on this day like you're gonna I don't know meet a new romance in your life and it's like I don't I mean I don't know a lot about astrology I'm learning now but it's like I don't know if like that necessarily is true like how does this person who writes for this app or this magazine know that on like april 24th whatever like i'm gonna like find some money or whatever it's like eh, i don't know about all that okay so there are there's the astrology of your chart right we know this there's also the astrology that's happening oh, right interesting now. so professional astrologers yeah i i don't want to overwhelm <laughs> you with this but once you understand once you understand your chart and you know what's in your chart uh then you can go and look at every monthly that certain astrologers do where they talk about sat like right now saturn is in going into aquarius i think uh it was just in capricorn and it's, i be- believe it's going into aquarius and it's going to retrograde back and whatever <laughs> i don't want to get too complicated with this but basically saturn right now is in a planet and all the planets are in different planets. Venus is going into Gemini, I believe. And so there's different planets right now that in your your day right now are in a planet. And we can talk about how they are going to affect the collective. So when you get a horoscope where it's like you might meet this person, it's probably because they've looked at the actual astrology that's happening right now, today, and or this month, whatever, however they calculate it. And they know that this month, Venus is going to be in this planet. And because they know that you're in this sign, whether it's sun sign or or they've looked at your whole chart and they know what what your Venus is in, they know sort of how that's going to affect you generally. And they can infer that this is a good climate for you to meet new people. That makes a little bit more sense. I feel like this is definitely like a part two (laughs) thing we could talk about. Yeah. Yeah, there are a lot of like more in-depth questions that I want to ask. And I know you have a lot more in-depth too that you want to talk about. Um, but we're just kind of on time. Um, is there anything else you would want to talk about in part one? Uh, not that I can think of. Um, the first step really is just finding out your, your birthday, where you were born, and your time. And then next time, ho- I'm hoping we can talk about the different chart aspects. And that will give you guys kind of a jumping point of how to look at and read your own chart and how it can help you uh, understand yourself better, understand how you are affected in different areas of your life, and also um, what life path you could take because your chart can actually tell you. Well, it sounds like there's a lot more for us to learn, especially myself (laughs) when it comes to this topic. So, okay, cool. Well, thank you, Tiana, so much for coming on. yeah so how can people find you if they want to hit you up 
you can follow me on Instagram at Storybook Beauty. That's my uh, my beauty blog Instagram. That's what I'm most active on. Uh, or you can find me on YouTube at Storybook Apothecary. Again, I just talk about beauty there, but you can hit me up there, DM me, whatever. Um, okay, cool. And yeah. for anybody listening, um, if you don't already know, you can find me on social media. I'm on Twitter at Seek Witchcraft. At Instagram, I'm just Seeking Witchcraft. And on Facebook, I am seeking witchcraft i post a lot of memes (laughs) uh and i also recently started a patreon group so if anybody's interested in that um anything i receive in that really just goes to help support the podcast um one of my goals with that is i really want to buy a microphone i record all these episodes off my phone (laughs) and like it's it's been like fine but i would like to i don't know maybe get a microphone at one point (laughs) so i don't have to like sit on my couch and you know play with my charger and all that anyway Thank you so much, Tiana, for coming on, and we'll see you guys for a part two. See ya. Bye. See you next time. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.